Hold on to your earbuds, romance nerds, because we're taking one more look at romantic suspense today. Dun, dun, dun! Music here. Hey there, romance nerds! Welcome back to another episode of Raging Romantics. I'm Jen. I'm Jackie. And this podcast is brought to you by Northern Onondaga Public Library. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things related to Romance Landia. With that being said, please be aware that sometimes our material may be a little too sensitive for younger listeners. If you need to wait until they go to bed, we'll still be here for you. So without further ado, are you ready, Jen? Oh, I'm ready, Jackie. All right. Let's rage! All right. I've I've prepared with this one. Are you ready, Jen? Okay. (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> Why is the ocean so salty? I have no idea. Because the shore doesn't wave back. <laughs> okay, that's kind of good. <laughs> okay, all right, that one's actually. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give you that one. That one actually can be on the board of fame. Like, yes! that one is pretty good. Ah, thank all you. All right, thank so you I have much. to take away my sarcastic "good job, Jackie" comment in my script because that was actually a good job. Yeah, I was really nervous because you like paused for a solid like two seconds. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, oh no!" Well, good job, Jackie, thank you. and good job to our listeners Woo! for coming back to yet another episode of Raging Romantics. Thank you for still being here. We really hope everyone enjoyed our interview with the amazing Tessa Bailey. Yay! If you haven't listened yet, stop this right now. I don't care. Stop it. We'll be here later. And go listen to that one because it ended up being awesome yeah. as long as we don't count the audio problems. So, <laughs> As usual. So thank you again to Tessa Bailey for taking the time to chat with us about your writing and your books. It was a really great conversation. Definitely worth your time even though we ended up having some audio issues so thanks for sticking with us and while we're thanking people thank you to northern onondaga public library for still putting up with us somehow we hope all of our listeners show their appreciation for us not getting fired <laughs> by checking out their local public library yeah but um we've got great stuff guys so check us out oh but um that's where that one should go <laughs> there's a lot of checking out there <laughs> So this month is a little weird because we didn't actually have a theme in mind. We just really wanted to take an opportunity to talk to Tessa Bailey for any reason. If she wants to give us a rundown of her grocery list or her allergies, she is more than welcome to come back on the podcast anytime. anytime. We will drop everything. Just tell us. Yes. So we decided in honor of Tessa Bailey's newest book, My Killer Vacation, we are going to take a quick dive into romantic suspense. We haven't covered a whole genre in a while, so I thought it would be fun to poke around and see what kind of dangerous situations we might get ourselves into. Hopefully nothing pokes back. <laughs> well, this isn't paranormal, that so was I think we're safe. two chortles. You chortled <laughs> twice this time. Yay! <laughs> so let's start at our favorite part, the beginning. It feels like it should be obvious, but let's clarify the definition. Jackie, do you want to define what romantic suspense is or what you think it is? It's, it's really easy. It's, it's not a trick question. A romance book with a suspense element? Yep. Basically. Yay. <laughs> so, so it's weird because it's a broad definition, but it's not at the same time. The simple answer, as Jackie said, yes, it's romance mixed with suspense. And yeah, that's it. Let's all go home. We're done. See you next <laughs> that's month. It. Quickest that's episode it. ever. <laughs> Surprise mini-sode. Okay, no, that's not it. Totally. (laughs) There's actually a lot of discussion about what romantic suspense is and what it isn't. Lisa Gardner has a really nice definition of a book that focuses on key relationships as well as advancing some kind of intrigue. It's really important to a romantic suspense that at least something suspenseful is happening 
But at the same time, there needs to be a love story at the center of it. So it's a very careful balancing act between the two. Yeah. I'm not trying to be stupidly obvious, but there is some debate on what kinds of events count as suspenseful. (laughs) So for the most part, the couple must be in some kind of danger of harm. So that can be injury, murder, blackmail, but it's usually some kind of physical peril. Mm. I guess there are authors who get really huffy if they're trying to write a mystery or a detective story and they're asked if it's a suspense novel. There is a difference. The two are different depending on the level of danger. So something like Sherlock solving a murder is just a mystery, but when the heroine is on the run from her abusive husband and needs help from a security service, falls in love with her bodyguard, that is romantic suspense. I love a good bodyguard. So it doesn't seem like a really thick line, but it's there. Yeah. It can be hard to draw the line because so many elements of romantic suspense pop up in just about everything and in every genre. So danger is really an important aspect, along with a suspenseful atmosphere and the love story at the center of it. Mm. Danger and romance feel like they go together, like romance covers in Fabio. (laughs) So I was really surprised to find out when the first romantic suspense novel was published. But it has roots in a genre we've covered before. Jackie, do you want to guess? The genre or the year? The genre. Like, where do you think romantic suspense was inspired from? Or the roots? I guess in my mind, it's, oh gosh, I'm putting on the spot. I feel like it's coming out of like historical, like pirates. Gothic romance. Uh, Mm -hmm. The original tale of women in danger in scary places. The very first romantic suspense seems to be Mary Stewart, published in 1955, called Madam Will You Talk. Mm. She was one of the first authors to write a story that was 50% romance and 50% suspense. And it quickly became a blueprint for other authors who wanted to mix dangerous situations with a happy, hopeful ending. Mm. Romantic suspense has been popular ever since. And that's what I got! Okay. So that so that's kind of like the little bit of overview. I think all of us have read romantic suspense at some point because mm. it has been pretty much popular since the 50s. Mm-hmm. I do have to say I'm really surprised that it didn't get started until the 50s. It just feels like something that's kind of been around. Yeah. Like they, they the romantic suspense just goes so hand in hand with each other. Yeah. It's weird that it took that long for it to come about. And I've been thinking about this a lot this week because I've had to write this script. <laughs> but as popular as it's always been, lately it feels like it's been replaced by like rom-coms. Mm. Do you think that romantic suspense has had the stranglehold on the publishing world that it, it used to? Is it kind of like going away a little bit? I think it's one of those super niche genres. And it's like it's not niche, but it is niche mm-hmm. in the fact that there are very specific elements of romantic suspense that get rehashed over and over. So mm-hmm. military, yeah. law enforcement. Um, I read a lot of like survival and rescue stories. Like first responder stuff. Yeah, first responder stuff mm-hmm. is like huge. And I think that there was definitely a time and a place for that. And I think that now in today's sociopolitical atmosphere, shall we say, mm-hmm. that maybe we aren't really is into that i think everybody is really leaning more heavily right now into the like escape through mm. humor escape through like the fluffy feelings i didn't think of it that way because i i feel like romantic suspense there's so much of it that feels like a cliche to me mm. like it's always constantly the woman on the run from the abusive yeah. whatever and she meets the the buff the beefy muscular military guy by accident or on purpose and he like helps her out somehow and i feel like I don't want Nicholas Sparks to make fun of me, but I feel like for some reason that's like a, a wish fulfillment thing or a universal kind of thing that people get into. Yeah. I had not thought about it of just people being like, no, I'm just done with all of this. Let me just go read something cute and fluffy. Let me like get the happier Tessa Bailey. <laughs> well, I mean, all of Tessa Bailey stays pretty mm-hmm. funny. I, I've only read handfuls of like her original stuff and then I really started getting heavily into her with the um, 
um, the undercover series that she had. Yeah. So, like, even with Tessa Bailey, I think that it it had a time and a place. And, like, so Tessa Bailey got really big in the early mm-hmm. aughts, right? Um, or early, early teens, I guess. And I think that, we, Jen and I have said this before, between 2001 and, yeah. like, 2012 with the sociopolitical atmosphere with, mm-hmm. you know, the wars in Iraq and Iran and all that, everything that was going on, I think that military had a huge stranglehold mm-hmm. on not just romantic suspense, but on romance in general. I mean, there were military romances left, right, and center, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all over the place. And I think that a lot of romantic suspense authors and authors who are bigger today with rom-coms kind of got it, got started there. Yeah. So, like, Tessa Bailey started with Line of Duty and Protecting mm-hmm. What's His, which are more... Along the lines of, like, your typical romantic suspense, yep. undercover, on the lamb, mm-hmm. like, <gasps> trauma, she needs protection. trauma bonding yeah. out the wazoo, right? Mm-hmm. But then she started in, she kind of meshed, Tessa Bailey meshed her two um, strengths together in the Academy series, which is a police academy um, series. And it there's strong elements of the heat and the, uh, the comedy that she's known for today, but it still had a little bit of that mm-hmm. sprinkle of action scattered throughout with the law enforcement i think that's where i struggle with romantic suspense because i do enjoy romantic suspense i actually still read like i I will love a a woman on the run who needs Mm -hmm. to be protected fine i'll pick that up cool but then it seems like it has it's so narrow at the same time where it's like 50 percent mystery suspense 50 percent romance do you think it can exist where those elements aren't perfectly equal like is it still romantic suspense if it's like 75 percent romance and 25 mystery I'm thinking of Nora Roberts because mm-hmm. a lot of Nora and Nora is one of those genre bending. I think that's the the story of this whole thing is it's mm-hmm. one of those genre bending niche genres. Yeah. But Nora Roberts in particular really blends a lot of the different genres together. So she's typically shelved outside of romance unless it's one of her little tiny paperbacks, which everybody's like, that's a romance. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'll always slap a romance sticker on her because her story in the end, there's an ECA guaranteed and part of the center of the plot is a relationship, Mm -hmm. which is all you need to have a romance. But a lot of her more, like, contemporary ones, if we disregard the fantasy for a second, um, a lot of her more contemporary ones, like the one that just came out, Night Shift, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. is about art heists. I thought it was Night Work. Night Work. Sorry. Night Mm -hmm. Shift is a different one. Night Work. Um, is about art heist she's got legacy which is about um, a stalker she had the one undercurrents which such Mm -hmm. a such a heartbreaking but such a good book Mm -hmm. Um, and then shelter in place too shelter in place was the one um, with the mall content uh, movie theater shooting yeah there was a mass shooting in that one right Mm -hmm. at the very beginning Um, but it was handled really well and it was really good Um, and she she does such a good job of blending all of it together Mm -hmm. that I think that it's very typical of what a romantic suspense written now mm-hmm. looks like, which is why I'm excited to read Tessa Bailey's Mad Killer yeah. <laughs> and see what happens in that one. I think that's where I'm struggling because there is very clearly a romantic suspense genre. Like I could go to a bookstore and see all these books of romantic suspense, but then when you break down the elements, they could apply to like 80% yeah. of what's being published. Like not everything Nora Roberts does is romantic right. suspense, but it could be like right. she's in danger. She's on the run. There's a killer. Like it's, it, I don't totally always understand like, what needs to be there to be considered romantic suspense that it's yeah. not in certain books. So I like like you just said, off the top of my head, I can definitely say like authors like Jackie Ashenden. Mm-hmm. I don't think I said that right, sorry. Or Pamela Clare or um 
oh gosh, yeah, Nora Roberts, I would usually categorize right off the bat as romantic suspense. Mm -hmm. But then like if somebody had to break it down, I'd be like, why is it romantic suspense? Or like, what about this author? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I I guess. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe it's too broad of term. Yeah. I've been wondering that myself, just thinking about it. And it definitely has its uses and its needs. But then, okay, something like, it's weird to me that we only ever put romantic suspense into contemporary. Yeah. But there's so many historicals or regencies where I would consider that a romantic suspense. Anything from Amanda Quick in her early days. Yeah. There's been a bunch of uh, Jane Feathers. Yeah. There's been a bunch of Connie Mason, who has got like historical that oh, I would consider. Connie some- Mason yeah. classic. I know. I think there's a bunch that could fit in that category, but then we only ever consider romantic suspense as, like you said, military, contemporary guns, security services. Like mm. it's never. I don't. It, it still seems narrow to me. The where where we put it. Like, does it have to be contemporary too? That's a very good point because I'm thinking Suzanne Enoch's. Um, gosh, it was Wild Wicked Highlanders book two. Still has one of the best villains I've read. In a romance novel. Mm -hmm. And it was, there was suspense. There were runaway carriages. I mean, heck, Regency is known for its, like, runaway carriages. And, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes the heroine needs to be saved. So why can't those be considered romantic suspense? Mm -hmm. And also I think, too, is if I have somebody ask me for romantic suspense, I might not necessarily go to military. But if somebody says, I want a military romance, I know exactly what authors and, like, what books Mm -hmm. to go to. So I think one... It might be more of like an umbrella term Mm -hmm. for a bunch of stuff that's underneath of it. Like if we envision the family tree of romance, right? At the very, very tippy, tippy top, (laughs) we have romance. Mm -hmm. And then underneath of it, it starts just kind of ping, 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 breaking down into Mm -hmm. all these different areas. And I think that romantic suspense might be one of the more broad, Mm -hmm. like top tier before we start breaking it down further and further from there. I just feel like romance must have the weirdest family tree. Well, think of it like an like the British monarchy. It's like everybody's related. <laughs> In some they way. all trace back to mm-hmm. Henry VIII somehow and <laughs> William the Conqueror. Right, can I ask you something? Like, do you like romantic suspense? Yeah. You do, right? Yeah. So what is it about it specifically that you like? I love so I love a good adventure plot. Mm-hmm. I love action. I love when stuff is happening on the page. Don't get me wrong. I obviously love rom-coms and I love like the cutesy sweet things. I love historicals. Mm-hmm. I love, I love a lot. Like I love it all. Well, most all. Mm-hmm. Not Amish. But <laughs> um, I think what I like most about romantic suspense is that like action. And there's a lot of like mm-hmm. edge of your seat. Obviously, you know, it's going to be HEA guaranteed or at least happy, happily ever after mm-hmm. for now. We know that at the end, things are going to get solved, but there's still that tension and mm-hmm. that drama and that a lot of the times the ones I read are survival stories, which yeah. that's like my one of my favorite broader genres of mm-hmm. books to begin with is survival story. I think it's similar to what we talked about with dark romance, except mm. this is like guaranteed. These guys are definitely okay. Yes. yes. Everything's going to be <laughs> the fine. Hero. The hero. Hmm. I remember you were commenting like, it's very hard sometimes to write a good romantic suspense hero because sometimes they cross over too much into like an alpha hole mm. kind of a thing, which oh. <laughs> to the uh, the people who are not online, alpha hole is like a crossover between al- um, alpha male, alpha, and I don't want to curse. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's kind of like you stick them together and it's the the hero that is just so overbearing and ridiculous and he is large and in charge he's got to, peck pop and love over there like to the point he is overprotective and insane to like you want to strangle him it's no longer attractive it's like you but were treating is. this person like a three-year-old you know and like he gets very yeah. jealous he, he's very controlling it's um it's hard to define, but it's one of those things, like, you know it when you see it. Yeah. So I don't... It's interesting to me when romantic suspense can balance a hero very well. Do yeah. you have any more thoughts on that? Because I know you had, had, like, really good thoughts a week ago. <laughs> I, I had them. good thoughts a week ago. Wow, I was not thinking that much of that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the alpha hole is a really good way to describe, like, the larger category of hero that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think it really boils down into... The plots that we're talking about and not mm-hmm. to categorize all the people who are in military or law enforcement um or like in more suspenseful careers mm-hmm. but i feel like very certain personality types fit those personas very well mm-hmm. and those are the ones that are most often often typified mm-hmm. in books so like if we look at cowboys when i say cowboy mm-hmm. you have a very specific image in your head yeah. right like john wayne white man with a cowboy hat yeah. and a and a little bolero tie and mm-hmm. he's got a palomino in the background palomino in the background um but that is not what cowboys looked like vastly at all right, right? Mm-hmm. but that's those are the types of heroes we see in books mm-hmm. and i think that the alpha hole on the surface can be attractive and can be like obviously very physically attractive for mm-hmm. certain people um but i think too that it's like dark romance where it 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 fills a certain niche in some people's brains that they like that not to delve too deep psychologically speaking i'm just wondering if nicholas sparks is gonna be laughing at us somewhere (laughs) off screen oh he is always laughing at us off screen Ooh, side note i saw stephen king's house yesterday Ooh, okay Mm -hmm. anyways um but yeah i think that it, it it's just a certain type of reader i guess who really gears towards those because mm. i mean i know you sometimes like romantic suspense but yeah. you like dark romance more sometimes. than that whereas i like romantic suspense more than i like dark romance mm-hmm. and while the heroes do get kind of close together mm-hmm. i think that especially in like the western this is probably it sounds like a ramble and doesn't make any any sense but like i think especially like in western culture our vision of what fits like that typical romantic suspense hero is definitely more of a hero Mm. and less so that morally gray okay i mean there's definitely things i will not accept from the hero in a romantic suspense that i'm fine with in a a dark tell us well okay so like thinking about a dark again thinking about somebody who's just like so extra controlling who tracks you without your consent who tells you what kind of men you can hang out with who you're allowed to talk to who supervises your phone who that maybe, sounds like romantic suspense but i feel like the difference is usually in those romantic suspense novels is you are aware of it that they're very clear with you like yeah. i'm putting this on you because i think you're about to be murdered and i don't want that to happen in dark romance i think it's more likely that it's like well i'm gonna stalk you because i like you oh okay yeah the stalking thing yeah but i'm thinking for instance i spoke in the mini so that's coming out time is weird Should right now today or is it next time? No, it's next time. Oh, okay, so the mind, sorry. that so I spoke in the minisode that comes out after this episode. Um, sorry, we recorded it in a weird order this month. But in the next minisode that comes out, I mentioned Laura Lee, yeah. who is one of my favorite romantic suspense authors. She was like one of the OGs that I read. Now reading her, I'm like, oh, that's a little questionable. But 
one of her books, Wild Card, is about um, either a Marine or a Navy SEAL who it's like flash forward and flash back. In the past, he was married before he went on deployment to Colombia, I believe. And then he was he went AWOL, missing, presumed dead in mm-hmm. Colombia. And flash forward to the present, his wife is still living her life. And this guy shows up and he's like baddie riding a motorcycle. He's like, your husband. I knew your husband. Um, spoiler alert, it is her husband. Oh, I was kind of wondering if that. Yeah. To, so he lies to her the whole time that like... Or the husband she knew was dead and yeah it's, oh wow that, yeah but it like it works the, it works okay and she's very she's not forgiving what i think works the most is because when he finally reveals who he is like they they sleep together and everything before she finds out oh. yeah yeah but the whole time like i think it works because her brain is like wow the compare that like there's something about him like his Obviously, he has more scars in the present than mm-hmm. he did in the past. And, like, I think something else about him is, like, physically different. But she's, like, you know, just the way my body reacts and, like, the way, like, he smells. It's all very familiar to my husband. Maybe this is why I like him so mm-hmm. much. And then in the end, when he finally does reveal who he is and, like, when all this action is happening because, of course, bad guys followed him back home. Um he reveals who he is and she gets mad at him Mm -hmm. but then she accepts like what he does so i think the fact that she gets mad at him for that Mm -hmm. is where it like it's it's okay obviously it's not okay to lie to your spouse so if she had just been like sure honey cool it would have been i think bad with yeah it wouldn't have worked i guess so i keep going back like i've been thinking on this i keep going back to what tessa said when we were talking about her books and why romantic suspense, I don't ex- remember the exact question, but we asked her something about like her experience with romantic suspense. And something she kept coming back to was in a romance, in every single romance, there has to be that tension. There has to be that reason that they can't be together. Mm-hmm. And I think that in romantic suspense, it is the most easy thing to do. That's true. I mean, if there's a psycho killer between yeah. you guys, or if you're lying about, you know, being <laughs> your dead husband, yeah. that's a pretty good reason to be apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it creates the most, like, that tension that, like, mm. oh my goodness, this is so exciting. There definitely are a lot of feelings with romantic mm-hmm. suspense. I reread Shannon McKenna because I recommended her for the podcast next week, and I, I found a new series she'd written that Remind I wasn't aware of. Remind me of the of. title. Uh, so I read the I read a brand new series she did. It's like Hellbound, Hell Sent, um, Havoc. It's it all starts with H's and okay. it's these brothers who escaped from a cult Ooh. when they were sixteen and <gasps> I love a cult. Well they die, so I guess I shouldn't oh. say escaped. Um the cult dies because oh, somebody the cult burns dies. Yeah, okay. the the cult burn is burned alive in a church and they are the only ones who escaped because they had been in the middle of blowing up their their supplies because they hated this place. They wanted to get rid of it. I need to read this. And it's a whole thing. So if you find out that there's like this prophet's curse, as they call it, and there just seems to be this force that is killing people in the town and wants to keep the brothers away. Mm. So I was rereading that. And yeah, it is like... I read, I read, I read them all in like two days because I couldn't stop. There is something about it that's just like edge of your seat. You have to find out what happens. Even though now that I'm past it, I'm like the concept was a little ridiculous. There's yeah. like biohazard weapons involved, <laughs> and it was very weird to read this during now after COVID and like. Yeah. They came up with this whole pandemic thing, kind of. And I'm like, she's writing this in the middle of one. <laughs> I read one that was like that, too. So right in 2020, mm-hmm. I read yeah. it's called Viable Threat. Mm-hmm. And it was like sort of like um, uh, what's that? The book in the movie that's about Ebola. It's hot. I don't, I don't remember what it is. But there's one about Ebola where it's like a doctor, 
for like Medecins Sans Frontieres um, and well, so do Doctors Without Borders. Sorry, I couldn't think of the English there. For Doctors Without Borders and then there's like a Navy SEAL who's assigned to protect her and they have to go out and they have to like track down this mm-hmm. virus and like kill the source of the virus. Mm-hmm. Which it not not a person. It was like a like a spill sort of oh, thing okay, that they gotcha. had to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that came out right at the start of the panini. So it's really interesting to see how the majority of people were like, "Nope, I'm not dealing with this. We're gonna go fluffy." And then a couple people really buckled down and were like, yeah. "Let's do the pandemic, but make it worse." Yeah, <laughs> let's do biohazard. Let's do nuclear. Let's do this weird thing. So and to go off of that too, if we're talking about like current events affecting. Mm-hmm political or not political if we're talking about current events affecting romance books and Mm -hmm. romance plots and what we're seeing if we look at what i view to be the heyday of romance suspense Mm -hmm. romantic suspense was post 2001 post 9 11 Mm -hmm. there was a huge and i said it like a couple minutes ago there was a huge boom of military romance just throughout all all different types i think the only place it wasn't super popular was fanfic yeah, that makes sense. But like Harlequin, <laughs> Harlequin to this day, unless it was like werewolves or yeah. something like that, Harlequin to this day still has like a whole military inspired yeah. line. Um, Christian romance had all these military ones for very mm-hmm. obvious reasons, and they're still very obviously popular. Um, romantic suspense in general, especially in erotica, yeah. really was like super mm-hmm. prevalent, and that's where I kind of got into it. Mm. But with Laura Lee, thank God. you. Uh, but now. I, it's interesting because it has died down. And I mean, if we talk about book publishing trends, yeah, more than I would say five years is really amazing for a book trend to be popular. Mm-hmm. But Jen, what do you think the trends have been since military has gotten, has has become less so popular? I mean, I think people are just really tired from war. Yeah. And I feel like just more. You don't inf- say. What a shock. I know. I'm saying something like really controversial <sighs> there. What a shock. <laughs> I think people are tired of it. And mm. with new information that's come out, it's it's less attractive. I don't know if that's the best adjective to use. But honestly, yeah, people are less likely, I think, to read, at least about current um, service members. I feel like the gap now has been replaced by kind of these private security mm. firms. So people who are bodyguards, who are PIs, who... Uh, they don't always explain details on security, which no. is kind of funny to me. It's like kind of like these these basic general, like, oh, we run a securities analyst firm and we go and protect things and do things. And they're they're less specific, I think, than they've been. That's very that's a very good observation, because mm-hmm. I think it's less important about what they actually do as opposed to they have all these skills that are going to protect you when you have the psycho yeah, killer going more back to that persona mm-hmm. that I mentioned. Yeah. And I think actually it fits really well, because now, again, we're finding out that a lot of those private groups are not that great, that there's yeah. a problem now with these private um, mercenary groups causing all kinds of mayhem. So I am kind of curious to see what will be the next wheel turn as the I trends go on. wonder, like we talked about with Tessa, mm-hmm. true crime. Mm-hmm. True crime podcasts obviously have yeah. been huge, but they've gotten so much more popular within the past probably three or four years. Mm-hmm. I am wondering how much, like I'm so excited. I got my killer vacation today, and by the time this comes out, I'll have read it, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so excited to read it. But I can't wait to see, like, if that starts making more of an influence, because obviously in my true killer crime? vacation, yeah, mm-hmm. true crime. Yeah was like one of Tessa's inspirations for that Mm -hmm. book and so I really would like to see 
like more true crime fanatics like mm-hmm. getting their noses stuck I in feel, cases they shouldn't. I feel like that's already happened in YA. So yeah, I think now it's getting to the point that's where it's trickling point, into romance. Yeah. And we'll probably have that for another couple of years until we have enough news reports that are like, hey, should we be doing this? Like yeah. real people died here. Are we glorifying or are we like respecting are we gawking what are we doing yeah so it's kind of interesting to see the trend that's on their way in I will say that I have read a lot of that outside of romance as a genre as a whole mm-hmm. so I read a lot of thrillers and like right. quote-unquote regular suspense but even those a lot of the times will have like a romantic subplot mm-hmm. um yeah so there was actually now that I think about it this one series by uh, Rachel Kane. It was called Still House Lake. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because Rachel Kane got started in YA yep. and in YA Vampires. Mm-hmm. And then she moved up into the adult paranormal before she wrote this. This was her last series she ever wrote. It was called Still House Lake. And the premise is that in the first book, the heroine finds out that her husband is a serial killer mm-hmm. by crashing into the garage when there is a trigger warning body hanging in the garage (laughs) okay um and so she and her two children go like on the run go on the lamb like witness protection because she of course like speaks at his trial Mm -hmm. against him and a lot of people are accusing her of being like in on it Mm -hmm. because you know the wife how could the wife not know know, right Mm -hmm. um but she she didn't and she's affirmative that she did not and so she ends up moving to this small town stillhouse lake where there is a man who lives in the cabin next to her, and he is like security force, mm. ex army. I think he's like ex special rangers, Ooh, army rangers. Fancy. I don't know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I do not know military terminology very well. Um, and he like helps protect her when things start going south and another mm. serial killer shows up, and they do end up together as the series goes on, but mm-hmm. that is not like the prevalent plot line. But I did still read it because I enjoyed the romance. I mean, the rest of the book was mm-hmm. good too. But I enjoyed the romance between them. It would have been hilarious if the, the guy in the cabin was another serial killer she fell in love with. <laughs> um, she can't get away. Everybody should just go read this series. It's really good and it's on Kindle <laughs> Unlimited and it's in the library. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting that like how we talked about the umbrella is so large that I think romantic suspense oftentimes doesn't even occur in romance yeah. as a whole. It occurs mm-hmm. in thrillers. Mm-hmm. Like Nora Roberts. I feel like it's pretty rare to have a story nowadays that does not have some kind of love plot. Even mm-hmm. if it's like the little baby basic 5% of the novel. Like Nicholas Sparks, I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, he's got more than 5%. Yeah. But it does feel rare to have a novel that is purely mystery mm-hmm. or purely thriller and have no kind of like flirting over drinks at the bar with the spy touching on the butter yes 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 yeah that's true i think and especially like you said just the, the romance and the suspense mm-hmm. and the adrenaline just go so well together um i'm reading a book right now it's american queen by sierra simone and the hero is ex-military and he talks about how he ended up getting together with someone in the past after a mission because his adrenaline was just so high. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a basic biological response of humans is mm-hmm. fight or flight. Yeah. I can't finish that statement because yeah, I yeah. will have to pay a full dollar for that. <laughs> um, you guys know where it's going. It also starts going off. Hey. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, I think it just, it just goes so well. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the heroines, Jen? Do the heroines like 
fit a specific type as well? Because <laughs> I feel like they do. It's hard. I was thinking about this, as I always do before these. I don't know why I start like that. <laughs> but it seems to me like most romantic suspense, it always ends up with the heroine in peril. Yeah. I was going through my Goodreads and I was going through some other lists and it's pretty rare to find something where it's genuinely the the hero who needs the help. Maybe he's got like a psycho ex in his background or he's got some kind of weird family issue. But I want to say like 80% of the time, it seems to be the heroine that needs the help. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to me. And I, I guess, again, we're always going back to like women needing help. I don't know. It reminds me of that time we talked about like all vampires, they're men and it's always I don't know I don't know I don't want to think about it too much because I don't want Nicholas Sparks to be right yeah (laughs) yeah but it's weird and I feel like at the same time it doesn't help that romantic suspense sometimes gets a bad rap because those heroines then turn into like too stupid to live heroines that go into the dark basement where the weird noises so they can get murdered (laughs) so it's interesting some of the heroines are like so totally clueless very stupid but then there's some other really good ones that are like, kick butt. I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to be protected by you. I can't help that I have this stalker. Yeah. It is an it's, it is a nice kind of range. And I feel like, too, as we go on, there's definitely like a dichotomy now between the two types of heroines and those types of romantic suspense. Like, I can tell just from a book blurb if... Obviously, as you should be able to tell from book blurb, if mm. I'm if it's the book for me or if it's not the book for me, for the most part. And a lot of the times, the heroine will be described as she went into the dark basement all on yeah. her own when there was a noise. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, mm. girl, not me. Versus like she went out there and she shot him down with a bazooka. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm gonna read this book. I love that. I mean, I love those kind of heroines. I get kind of sick after a while of like the crying naive one. Yeah, um, once in a while, I mean, there's a the place for it. Yeah, I do really like the ones though that start off naive and get hardened and kind of realize as time goes yeah. on their mistake and oh no, I've married the monster. Karen I have to Marie run now. Monning. Exactly. Fever. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example. Yeah. So it's the slowest slow burn mm-hmm. in the history of slow burns. It takes seven books for them to officially get together. Spoiler alert about mm-hmm. that. But like she starts off the heroine in it, Mac. Um, she, which does not sound like the name for the heroine at the start of this book. She starts off your like typical. I don't want to say typical, but in books, typical blonde Southern Georgia preach, and she's just going through life. She like rhapsodizes about her favorite nail shade color and how she wrote OPI to get her favorite nail shade color back Mm -hmm. in stock. And then she finds out that her sister was killed. Her twin sister was killed in Dublin. And she goes over and she's like, I'm going to try to figure this out when the Garda who are Garda, Garda who are the cops over there don't have any answers. And she ends up hooking up with this morally gray Mm -hmm baddie who is really attractive named barons who Mm -hmm. owns a bookstore Mm -hmm. so you know bonus points right there um and she ends up being that kind who like through all the stuff that happens and a lot of really dark stuff happens to her gets hardened until by the end she's saving the world Mm -hmm. which i just it's it's love that character journey horror yeah it's a good it's a good character arc yeah yeah it's good growth yeah Mm -hmm. mm-hmm hmm so, listener, as we sit here, you may be wondering, wow, it's only been, what, 35 minutes at this point. Jen mm-hmm. and Jackie don't have a lot to say. And we have a reason for that. There's only so much to say about, oh, no, I'm in danger. Please, bad guy, help me. It's 
it's a fun genre and there's a lot to talk about but even Jen when she was writing this script she's like I'm having a lot of trouble and I don't know what to talk about and Mm -hmm. even I was like I don't know. Mm-hmm. 2001 and 9 yeah. 11. That's all I got. <laughs> that's what we always go back to, no matter what it is. And that's not a laughing matter, obviously, but it's it's just funny. Everything yeah. seems to come back mm-hmm. to that with modern romance. And yeah, we're struggling to get further beyond that with this specific episode. Which I guess is a good thing because it shows how broad romantic suspense is, yeah. where it's like, it's really kind of everywhere. Yeah. If you don't think you like it, you probably actually do. You just don't like it the way you think you do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in our mini so that comes out next week, we list off a handful of authors we recommend. Um, myself, like Laura Lee, um, Jen, Sharon McKenna. Yeah. Um, Jen, do you have any other ones you wanted to shout out in this episode that you could think of? You know what kind of annoys me about romantic suspense? Tell just me. Th- thinking about this online and trying to struggle to think of something to to, to suggest for you guys <laughs> i feel like normally i love kindle unlimited but it's kind of ruined romantic suspense in mm. some ways because i have read so many stupid heroines <laughs> where it's like oh i have a knife in my steering wheel i have somebody outside my door i have all these problems and i'm still not gonna call anybody for help I'm just going to keep driving. Oh, my God. Yes, please. They're just, like, begging to get murdered at a certain point. I'm sorry. If my brother is an ex-Navy SEAL with a whole platoon of friends who are, like, these tough guys who are, like, please let me help you. I'm, like, at a certain You're point, just let them up. do it. Yeah. Why well, change like, my tire, please. <gasps> Thank you. I guess, like, the, the appeal is they, they're so... Uh, forceful and and ignoring you which again i'm like why like just let them beat up the creep because honestly if he's gonna be creepy to you he's probably also gonna be creepy to somebody else so yeah cool he'll murder you and he'll go off to another nice little waitress in another town who does not have a navy seal as a brother who can hook her up with a whole platoon of people exactly i mean obviously the plot has to kick off somewhere yeah and there's Every book they're reading, every Ugh, reader they're No, <laughs> not this one. This, I think that was my other struggle with this episode was I have memories of such good romantic suspense yes. growing up that it was one of my favorite genres just because my mom had so many copies. So I would like go through them and read them. And I try to do that with Kindle Unlimited. And I think a lot of authors kind of see it as an easy, quick book to write because mm-hmm. there's so many quick plot points. But, you know, researching this, there's so many authors that really put a lot of time and effort into explaining exactly how much work it takes to write a successful romantic suspense because it's not just about girl is in danger boy rushes in to save her from psycho killer it is the atmosphere it is the tone it is all these pieces of the mystery that have Mm -hmm. to come together to a satisfying conclusion one thing that really struck me about mary stewart one of the things that she really put a lot of time and effort into was again like Jackie said there has to be a reason why the couple is not together yet and usually with her when the crime was solved it would show some sign of the hero that would actually make the heroine fall in love which I thought was like kind of a beautiful way to combine this mystery and the love story into two Can things. You give us an example because I'm struggling to envision that what, so showing the sign that the heroes yeah so something where it's like I don't know it's like like a romantic gesture yeah so kinda, okay or it's something about like how it's solved or something happens where it like opens up the her- the heroine's heart or it shows some new side to the hero and she's like, oh, there you are. It's kind of one oh, of those moments where, uh-huh. you know, they've been building up to this beautiful thing the whole time and at the same time trying to solve this mystery or this murder or this whatever. And it ends up being locked in together. Mm. And I guess I get frustrated because I don't see that level of work or caring in so much new romantic suspense. And it's just disappointing because it is a really fun genre. 
yes, a lot of it hap- happens the same way over and over and over again. I mean, I would love to see a hero who desperately needs the heroine's help. Mm. So, you know, Tessa Bailey next time. Yeah, think Tessa, about that. Hit that up. <laughs> Hockey player gets in a gets in a load of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he gets involved with the mob and the but mob princess has to come save him. I don't know. I mean, I do like a stubborn female, but then when there is a knife in your steering wheel, which is what I just read a couple months ago, and she's still like, no, I didn't want to bother you. I'm fine. What? Will you please no. let them help? Stop it. No, that's ridiculous. That, I think That's what I thought of, and that is why I think I'm struggling with this genre, because yeah. it's fun, but at the same time, there's so many bad actors, I think, that just see it as an easy pay group. Yeah. I'm sorry, as an easy like pay payoff payoff and don't put in the kind of work that this kind of story really needs because there are so many elements like we've said this entire podcast there are so many elements that have to be so carefully balanced to make a truly good one it is not an easy thing to throw on paper no i'm thinking of i'm putting things into like into place in my brain if we're going back to that family tree Mm -hmm. under romantic suspense with all the other genres there is definitely a divide between I don't want to say the indie sphere, but like the Kindle Unlimited section of the indie sphere where it's definitely Kindle Unlimited, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, for a reason. And I really hate saying that, but everybody who reads Kindle Unlimited knows what I mean. Um, Versus these books like who the people who still write traditionally traditionally published um, romantic suspense today, uh, Nora Roberts, Sandra Brown. Karen Rose I'm looking at my bookshelves as I as I say this just like spot the people out where the books that are traditionally published are upwards of 400 pages yeah 400 500 pages and things are like sussed Mm -hmm. out you usually get perspectives from the villains side which is really fun and it's really important I think to the whole story so it's not some stereotypical mustache twirling weirdo (laughs) where are you with the Kindle Unlimited and the ones that Jen's getting really frustrated with, and I know exactly the one she's talking about, it is very much so, like, cut and dried. They're just there to bone. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's it. And to get your 99 Which, cents. hey, sometimes, mm-hmm. that's all you want to read. Fair enough. But you know? I guess with a romantic suspense, I would come suspense. I would come to the library and trust the librarians to give you a good romantic yeah. suspense. Yeah. I think that should be the moral of this particular podcast story. <laughs> trust librarians to give you good danger yes yes in one of our shortest full-length episodes in months <laughs> i think you guys will appreciate that because you should go back and re-listen to the tessa bailey one because yes, that should. is so great and tessa bailey has none of these problems because she is an angel and you know what next month is not going to be short and sweet <laughs> yeah so enjoy it while it lasts it's jackie history episodes <laughs> so be prepared but yeah i guess that i guess that wraps it up mm-hmm. and make sure to tune in next week for a minisode where we're going to spout off a bunch of recommendations mm-hmm. in the meantime check the show notes as always we have all the books we list there and we do have a special gift that will be announced for you in the next minisode yeah it's yeah. going to be really cool i hope you look look forward to it hopefully it works like we want it to work. Yeah. <laughs> do you want one more funny comment yes so mary stewart was married to a very successful geologist right in England and he was so popular and so famous he got all these awards he was actually knighted so I read that I'm like oh so he was kind of like a rock star (laughs) you should have saved that for the joke next time it only matters here Uh, it was great so good job Mary Stewart she's dead but you know she's always in my heart now all right well on that note Everybody, happy reading. Go tell us we're wrong about romantic suspense and that Kindle Unlimited romantic suspense is the best written rom yeah, sauce. Okay, calm down. Ever do anywhere. I don't know. Um, give us some recommendations. 
give us some new stuff. I don't know. I'm struggling here too. Jen, what do we always say? Rage on! <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Okay. Recording. <laughs> I actually wasn't ready. <laughs> Do an ASMR again. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. All right. <laughs>